the duties, privileges, and rights of a Master Mason. My brother, you will not find the duties, rights, and privileges of a Master Mason anywhere fully or clearly numbered, stated, and cataloged. They are scattered here and there, some in the forms of symbols, others of customs, others of law. Some are clearly and explicitly stated, others merely implied. A Master Mason's first duty is to live by and act consistently with his obligation. Unless this is done, he cannot perform his other duties, nor should he be able to claim his rights and privileges with the most solemn obligation as his foundation. Here are a number of additional duties and rights of a Master Mason. It is a Master Mason's duty, legal and moral, to pay his share of the financial costs of the fraternity promptly and ungrudgingly. The payment of his annual dues is a specific obligation upon each member. If he is unaffiliated, he has the right to petition for membership in any regular lodge. He may choose a lodge to which he makes his petition. An unaffiliated Mason should seek membership in a lodge. He has the right to affiliation. If he moves permanently to some other community, he is not required to maintain membership at a distance in his first lodge, but may petition for membership in a more convenient lodge. He may also become a member of another lodge, that is, become a member of two or more lodges at the same time so long as he is willing to maintain good standing by paying dues to each lodge. Visiting lodges in which he does not hold membership is both a right and a privilege. Though not a duty, it is a right in the sense that he may seek admittance into any regular lodge. It is a privilege in the sense that his admission into that lodge is contingent upon his being vouched for or examined, and being permitted to enter by the worshipful master. If a mason is not permitted to enter a lodge at a certain time, the fact does not cancel his right to seek to visit at another time or to seek to visit any other lodge. The right to visit is subject to the law in each grand jurisdiction. This is covered under the Code, Chapter 50. Masonic Relief like visiting, is both a right and a privilege. Every Mason has a lawful right to ask for it when needed, without harm to his dignity or danger to his standing. He is privileged to ask a lodge or a Master Mason for relief, but neither a lodge nor a Master Mason is compelled to give relief. The lodge is not an insurance society an organized charity, or a death benefit association, nor is any guarantee given any member that he will receive what he asks. Each lodge and each mason is under obligation to heed the call for relief, but each is free to decide whether or not to extend relief, and if so, in what form and to what extent. A master mason has the right to ask for a demit 
or a transfer certificate. And if he is clear on the books and no charges for unmasonic conduct have been or about to be preferred against him, the lodge must grant it. It is not compulsory that a mason shall remain a member of any given lodge. For if it were, membership would thereby be degraded into a penalty. One may hold his membership where he is happiest or where it is most convenient, provided he is elected to membership in that lodge. Covered under the Code, Chapter 75. If he is brought to trial on charges of unmasonic conduct and found guilty, he has the right to appeal to the Grand Lodge. This right is his guarantee against possible injustice, more particularly against prejudice or spiteful persecution by some private enemy. The Code, Chapter 16. Every Master Mason has the right of Masonic burial. In practice, his family has the right of requesting this honor. This right is of more importance than may at first appear. If without giving cause, a lodge should refuse to give Masonic honors at death, the community might infer that some secret disgrace known only to the lodge was attached to the death, and both his name and his family would suffer accordingly. It is, however, the rule in some jurisdictions that he must himself have requested Masonic burial. The Code, Chapter 82. A Master Mason's privileges are to be described in principle and in spirit rather than detail because they vary much and depend on local conditions. He has the right of a voice in his lodge, a vote, and to hold office. He also has the privilege of giving Masonic service, one of the principal sources of the joy in Masonic life. Membership gives no man the right to demand these things of either the Lodge or the Grand Lodge. But if, thanks to circumstances and good fortune, they are offered, each member has the same right as any other to enjoy them. Beyond all these specific duties, rights, and privileges, there are more general duties, rights, and privileges. The whole domain of Masonry's teachings, its rituals and symbols, its history, its ideals of jurisprudence, its philosophy, its literature, the whole royal art, that royal art which includes truths, ideals, and teachings. It is the duty of every Master Mason to be faithful to them. It is his right to be taught that art and to have it in its fullness, none of it being reserved for a privileged few. It is his privilege to enjoy all it offers to the spirit, the mind, and the heart. All that Freemasonry is, all that it means, all that it has to give or to offer belong to every individual Mason in the same way and to be the same extent as to all other Masons. However heavy your duties may prove to be, or however rigidly your rights, 
may at times appear to be regulated. Such burdens sink into nothingness in comparison with this one privilege, that Freemasonry, in its height and breadth and length and depth and richness, belongs to you to use and enjoy.